If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. What are you talking about, Jazz Milton? Go on. You must have seen the bit with Jürgen Klopp when he went up as a sub. I did, I did. It was the ultimate karma. <laughs> just like, you take me off for that scrawny little kid. <laughs> Stick your head out the window and turn up to your team's training ground. It's the Off the Crossbar podcast and we're recording it live on Transfer Deadline Day with myself, Regan Walsh, and as ever, my co-presenter, Bradley Morris. How are you on this Monday afternoon, Brad? I'm doing all right, but as much as I love a Peter Rodden wingy joke, probably not the most advisable time to be doing any of that right now, global pandemic. True. Definitely not the best uh, thing to actually go and do any of that, what I just said. But it is transfer deadline day. And uh, later on in the show, we will be going through all the latest transfer news and rumours that are happening around the world of football. But before we get on there, we've got a Premier League roundup to do and WSL roundup and a lot of other talking points as well. Since there's no Brian Swanson here, me and Darmish have got this. <laughs> So, actually, who uh, is the carver of us? To, who's more Weasley? You. Are you dumb? <laughs> Are you stupid? No. Uh, no one will ever call me the carver of this. <laughs> I'm the Jim White. I bring the energy. I don't see any yellow tie. Got a yellow water bottle lid, if that helps. It just never counts, does it? You can't. <laughs> Relevance whatsoever. I mean, I don't have a yellow tie. I don't. I think I only own one tie. But anyway, that's not important. We've had a full weekend of fixtures across the Premier League, and there's only one place to start, and that is, of course, at the London Stadium, where on Sunday evening, West Ham welcomed Liverpool to uh, the London Stadium, and it was the away side that won three-one thanks to a brace from Mohamed Salah and Jorginho Wijnaldum scoring for Jurgen Klopp's side, whilst Craig Dawson scored a late consolation goal for the Hammers. Some uh, great goals from Liverpool in that game. Yeah. The, the counter-attack was Man United 2008-esque. The yeah. second one. <laughs> Just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I mean, Liverpool fans won't like us comparing it to Manchester United 2008, but it, I do understand where you're coming oh, from. Oh, no, you hate, this. you hate this more than I do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it means they're still in our shadow if we're having to compare them to a Man United team. So, But I understand what you mean with the fluidity and how quick it was uh, for that second goal. It was a nice bit of football to watch. Um got to say, I think they thoroughly deserve the win, controlled the match uh, in all aspects of the game. And I think it was always going to be a hard task for West Ham, even with how weak the Liverpool lineup was. Yeah, 
Was it Henderson in centre back? Yeah, Henderson and uh, Nathan oh Nathaniel Phillips. Good lord. Mm, so, is West Ham will definitely be disappointed because what do you call it? It was the best time to play Liverpool, wasn't it? Yeah, and considering that eleven, they should have done a lot better and created more goal-scoring opportunities than they did. Yeah, if I just wanted to get one other thing as well, we talk about Jazz Milner. Go on. You must have seen the bit with Jurgen Klopp when he went off as a sub. I did, I did. There's the ultimate karma. <laughs> just, it's like, you're taking me off for that scrawny little kid. Poor aren't I to hide with Klopp as well. Just... Oh, absolutely brilliant. And then Curtis Jones assists Salah goal. And he's like, and yep, just fair enough then. Laughed it off. Yeah. Um, elsewhere in the Premier League, Manchester United played Arsenal on Saturday afternoon in a game that finished 0-0 at the Emirates Stadium. Not really the best of games. I mean, both sides had a lot of chances, but not really uh, testing either keeper. I mean, uh, Burnt Leonard made a good few saves. And uh, I don't know. For all the hype that there seemed to be pre-game, and you would expect Man United wanted to just go into that game wanting to... Uh, secret like vengeance on their poor result uh, during midweek. They just they were really poor going forward. United. Best way to define this game is in my notes page that I conduct every single show we do. I wrote Arsenal Man United as the header, and I have nothing underneath it. That's how much it sucked. So really, I mean, it's just so dull and. Nonness to it. It was a fluky VAR decision. I know it's quiet for once. Um, United are now still in second place, but three points behind their city rivals, Manchester City, who won earlier on in the day against Sheffield United 1 0, thanks to a goal from Gabby Jesus in the ninth minute. Um, credit to Sheffield United for only conceding the one goal. They seem to, uh, shut up shop after the goal went in and made it hard for Man City to break him down. But once again, it's proven hard work for Chris Wilder's side to try and get a point or a victory. I mean, yes, it was unlikely for him to get a victory at Manchester City, but you never know with the way they beat Manchester United during the midweek, something could have happened during that game. Yeah, I thought they gave it a cut. Mm. Mm. If we could just, I was just thinking about it with Man City, because you slowly skirted around something that's plaguing Man U a bit, and that's consistency. Yeah. Man City are the only team in the Premier League really showing that right now. Yeah, they thoroughly are. I mean, they've been really good since the turn of the year, because they did have a little blip towards the end of last year, but... Since uh, turn of tw- the calendar to 2021, they've looked really good. But uh, it's still a long way to go. I mean, they have got a game in hand over Manchester United. But yeah, at the minute, they're looking the most formidable side going forward to uh, potentially win this league. Would you agree with that? I would. But it was weird that you never mentioned about Man U supposedly having an inconsistency. Uh, I think so. I'm... 
to me, I'm not really surprised with it because I mean, yeah, they've gone on a good run, but it's just I've became used to the inconsistency of Manchester United. If you understand what I mean. Because this, I think it was match of the day that brought it up. You actually look at the results. They haven't beaten at any of the so-called big six. Yeah, they've drawn two and lost the other four, if I remember correctly, against the top six this season, yeah. which is going to win you a title. You beat a load of nobodies. Mm. You have to beat everyone around you to be considered actual title challengers, and United, unfortunately, haven't done that this season. And... If you want to be considered actual title contenders, then you have to be doing that, but they just aren't, and it's really disappointing to see from a United point of view. Uh, Elsewhere in the Premier League, Tottenham Hotspurs uh, uh, lost to Brighton and Hove Albion 1-0. The goal coming from Leandro Trossard in the 17th minute. I mean, Spurs. Not so hot anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No. It just, I've lost the words. I mean, Jose said in after the game they lack self-esteem or they have lower self-esteem. You're going to be like, he's not actually wrong here, is he? He's not, but it, surely it's his job to will that into. He's oh, yeah. Be, he's going to be losing Harry Kane suddenly just knocks all the self-esteem out of them. No, it shouldn't be the case. I mean, they should still be able to carry on and get up and ready for uh, games but and like you said it is his job as the manager to do that and if he can't do that then something is wrong in the Tottenham camp but I did say the other week it does seem like it is going to become the end I just think this season is the end of Jason Mourinho at Tottenham there just seems to be so much um, I can't think what's the word I'm looking for now uncohesiveness That'll do. Um, within the amongst the Tottenham squad, like there was reports after their game against uh, Liverpool on Thursday that Sergio apparently uh, stormed off at halftime and left the stadium after he got substituted. So there's been the, obviously the stuff about Dele Alli's future and him not being allowed to leave to get more game time, the whole malarkey with Danny Rose over the last 18 months to two years. So you got to say, it isn't really looking good for Tottenham. And Gareth Bale as well, not working while under Mourinho. So there's just a long list growing at Tottenham, the problems. Three words to describe the situation. You know what they are. I said them at the weekend. Did you? I said it on the last year. I've done a lot. Yes, the downfall is beginning. Um, yeah, you got to say, not looking promising for Tottenham, but you never know. We do have a full set of midweek fixtures, which we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, so then maybe have time to turn it around. Uh, The early game on Saturday saw Everton play Newcastle United and it was the Magpies that ran out 2-0 winners in possibly the surprise of the weekend, you would have to say. I don't think many people were expecting that result. I always said Steve Bruce was a football genius. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't it two minutes ago? No, pretty sure I've always said he was a genius. 
Mm. I can't believe we got rid of him as the villain manager. <laughs> uh, literally, I admired Newcastle's tactics to just kick the shit out of James Rodriguez in the, in the first half. Yeah. Well, it just seemed to be their whole plan for that first quarter five minutes. Was, we know he's their best player technically and the ball. So let's foul him so he doesn't get the ball much. Yeah. And Callum Wilson turned into prime Shearer. Scoring a very late winner for them as after scoring one earlier run in the game for them. Um, elsewhere in the Premier League, Crystal Palace beat Wolves 1-0. West Brom played out a very entertaining 2-2 draw to Fulham, which uh, none of us were expecting. You heard of a massive apology. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know I said it's going to be nil-nil, no, boring, no one gets crap about it, but it did turn out to be a very, very game between the two sides, actually. Uh, and the other game, uh, Leicester lost 3-1 to Leeds. That's because we could purposely avoid this one. Uh, Stuart Ellis, Patrick Bamford, and Carrison scoring the goals. Um, we need to stop. Seeds all picking leads comes to predictions and all that. We'll try to tell them off in general. We never know what's going to happen with them. And uh, the final game. Oh no, sorry, we've missed one out before we get onto the final game, which is the big talking point of this weekend. Uh, Chelsea got their first win under manager Thomas Tuchel by beating Burnley 2 0, Cesar Aspilicueta and Marcus Alonso with the balls. Now, the game we obviously haven't talked about is Southampton versus your Aston Villa side. It was the Villa that won 1-0 thanks to a Ross Barkley goal just before half-time. But there was a lot of talking points in that game involving, once again, VAR. What are your thoughts on the decisions? We speak the klaxons just gone off again, so... VAR is the greatest thing in history. Mm. No. I'm becoming more and more against it by each week that goes by. No, no, I've always loved it. No, Peter, I thought, how the hell did we win that game? <laughs> you pay the referees beforehand? We've been the most fucked of any team by VAR this season. Yeah, but you were the luckiest team last season with it. Oh, I thought you start. <laughs> I mean, you've got to admit you were lucky to stay up with that goal against Sheffield United. And then honestly, I call it beating Arsenal, beating Crystal Palace. Football is not defined from one incident. No, it was because you stayed up by one point, and if you'd drawn or lost that game, you wouldn't have stayed up, and Bournemouth would have stayed up. So, if we hadn't been in the locks last night, Palace and got something against West Ham on the final day, we'd still be there. True, but we can't dwell in the past, only on the future. And the Danny, uh, the Danny Ings one is living. That just makes up for the one that Watkins had this alone against West Ham earlier in the season. Yeah, but I mean, similar. Me, well, not, no. No, they're not similar, but in terms of lines and issues, the sleeve stuff. 
Yeah, it, it, I mean, we've had the whole discussion about offsides um, in loads of podcasts, and I don't want to go over it again, but all I will say is just leave it to the linesman to make the final decision, not VAR for offsides. I mean, we know who needs the real round of applause in this, and it's the man of the match. Who was? Who would you think it would be? Mr. VAR, whoever the VAR official was. I can't yeah, remember who it was. Mike, it was Mike Dean. Oh, the real Dean. What a legend. I always love Mike Dean. I've said this. He <laughs> <laughs> had a bad word to say about the bloke. Uh, the, the genuine, right. man, genuine right. man of the match was Emiliano Martinez. That guy is a hero. <laughs> One of the signings of the season. Him. The signing of the season. I mean, we'll have this debate at the end of the season, but you're going to find it very hard to convince me that he isn't. Suchek? Not Suchek, someone in the summer. Got to swear that before. Was he? I swear he was last I January. can't remember. I know people were putting Ruben Diaz in the conversation. Yes. No, in terms of He's a crucial... From in terms of how crucial Emilio Martinez to us, it has to be him. Okay, well, uh, elsewhere in the world of football, we have had a lot of games. Uh, in the world of Spanish football, Barcelona uh, won against Athletic Bilbao 2-1 in a game that uh, affected our predictions league. Okay, I got three perfect scores, but we'll get onto that in a minute or two. Uh, Atletico Madrid kept up their incredible season with a 4-2 win over Cadiz. Coke, Luis Suarez, Sana Guez uh, on the goal sheet. It was Luis Suarez with a brace. And obviously the big talking point out of Spain this past weekend was Levante beating Real Madrid 2-1 with goals from Roger Marti and Jose Luis Morales. Mm-hmm. The goals, though, Real Madrid play the majority of the game with 10 men after Edel Militao was sent off after nine minutes. I guess you said that was the biggest talking point, but what was it really? Were you expecting Real Madrid to lose to Levante? Well, no, but I honestly think the Messi stuff was a bit more damning. No, I meant from on the field action, not off well, yeah, on the field, field action. But I still think even even Messi could still climb that one with the six hundred and fiftieth goal for Barcelona. Yeah, and just the most unreal free kick ever that even a FIFA taxi could put in a man on the post couldn't start Bilbao defending. Mm. Well, um, yeah, so on to the messy stuff now. On Sunday or Saturday evening for for Sunday's uh, publication, uh, Spanish reporters El Mundo published a story uh, detailing Lionel Messi's apparent wages at Barcelona uh, when he signed his contract with the club back in 2017. Um it was crazy figures that were being reported by El Mundo. I think it, I think they said he's earned like 555 million since that, and um, he had like a 77 million signing on fee. Uh, and it was wasn't it like 128 million euros per season that he was getting as well. So if those figures are correct, it is truly phenomenal. Either way, he's not being paid enough after what he did in the weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. No one at the Barcelona was in debt. 
Right, yeah. So the club did announce uh, on Sunday morning that they would be taking legal action against El Mundo for the report uh, on that leak. And uh, Ronald Koeman said if any member of the Barcelona team, like obviously not player-wise, but like people who knew about that contract, if they were found out to have leaked that to El Mundo, then they should be fired, which is understandable. He says that's one Griezmann written all over it. No, he doesn't. It has uh, President Bart or former President Bartomeu written all over it. Fire me, will you? <laughs> uh, elsewhere in the world of uh, football in Germany, Borussia Dortmund got back to winning weight after being at Augsburg 3-1. Goals from Thomas Delaney and Jadon Sancho and an own goal from Felix Udokai sealed the three points for Dortmund. Bayern Munich beat Hoffenheim 4-1. Serge Gnabry, Robert Lewandowski, Thomas Muller and Jerome Boateng with the goals. And RB Leipzig beat Bayer Leverkusen 1-0 thanks to a Christopher Nkunku goal. Over in Italy, the AC Milan beat Bologna 2-1 with goals from Andre Rebic and Frank Kiersey with a penalty. Juventus beat Sampdoria 2-0, Aaron Ramsey and Federico Chiesa with the goals and Inter Milan beat Benevento 4-0. Lukaku getting a brace and Latara Martin is scoring a goal and a Ricardo Imprata angle uh, opened the scoring for Inter Milan. Right, so on to our predictions league uh, that we've done. So the prediction, so the games we had were West Brom, Fulham, Leicester, Leeds, Brighton, Tottenham, Barca, Bilbao, Leipzig, Bayer Leverkusen, and Palmeiras versus Santos in the Copa Libertadores final. Uh, West Brom versus Fulham, I get a point for uh, getting the right outcome, but uh, the wrong scoreline. Uh, Leeds versus Leicester, you get uh, um, a point for the right scoreline, but uh, wrong team. Brighton versus Tottenham. <laughs> Brighton versus Tottenham. No one gets any points because we were both wrong there. I get three points for Barcelona versus Bilbao. You get one for getting the score right, but the wrong team. And uh, Bayer Leverkusen versus RB Leipzig. We were both wrong there. And Palmeiras versus Santos. I get the points there for getting the Palmeiras win what you predicted a Santos win so that leaves you on 50 points and me on 77 points um, heading into the future so we do have some midweek games uh, to look forward to a whole full fixture list in the Premier League uh, I'm just going to grab them up now because I have no idea what they actually are so we have on Tuesday so well prepared only took me two seconds to get it up because I was just changing over. Uh, Sheffield United versus West Brom, Wolves versus Arsenal, both six o'clock kickoffs. Man United, Southampton, and Newcastle versus Crystal Palace at eight fifteen. And then on Wednesday, Burnley play Manchester City and Fulham Leicester, both kickoff at six o'clock. Then Leeds versus Everton at half seven, and then two quarter past eight kickoffs between Arsenal, uh, Aston Villa versus West Ham, and Liverpool versus Brighton, and then. On Thursday, 
Tottenham play at Chelsea at eight o'clock. Some uh, well, that last fixture is definitely going to be a one to watch between Tuchel and Mourinho. And I've got to say, uh, Leeds versus Everton has also got the potential to be a very good game. Uh, your predictions or nothing too much of a standout for me, but I'd be slowly worried about us against West Ham. How come? I don't know, West Ham just saying all that sort of thing, but if we're serious, again, of being up there amongst top six, trying to be in Europe next season, that's a must win for us. Yeah, I know what you mean, considering how well uh, West Ham are also doing this season. But I don't think either side would be disappointed if they leave that with a point. Elsewhere in the world, football, we've had uh, four games in the Barclays WSL this past weekend. We were meant to have five, but Aston Villa versus Arsenal uh, uh, was meant to take place at the Bankersy Stadium. Got called after to a waterlogged pitch. Did, did I not say that this game would be postponed? <laughs> it's the second time it's been postponed now. Is it call me the weatherman? Because I predicted this. Mm, well, you also said that we would have snow over the weekend, but we didn't. I'm not that reliable. <laughs> uh, anyway, the games we did have... I'm not as reliable as a Johnson & Johnson vaccine. 68% efficiency, man. <laughs> uh, uh, on Saturday in the WSL, Bristol City got their first win of the season, beating Brighton 3-0. And then on Sunday's fixtures, Chelsea beat Tottenham 4-0. Manchester City beat West Ham United by the same scoreline. And Manchester United beat Everton 2-0. We've also had uh, a one game in the DFB Polka, which saw Bayern Munich play uh Waldorfer and Bayern Munich won 13-0 with Leah Schuler scoring five of the 13 goals. And then in the Primera Ibordora, which is the Spanish top division for women's football, uh, we had El Clasico over the weekend and it was Barcelona that ran out 4-1 winners. So it was a very good win for them and they continue their incredible season having scored 70 goals in just 13 matches, which is an incredible feat for Barcelona. Um, right. Have I missed anything from um, our little roundup? No, you haven't, but I'm just thinking because more did you say that it's too thick the European football. So mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if it counts. Fire away. Well, first I have to lead in the intro. Here it is. Oh, he missed it! I do not believe what I've just seen! Very interesting! Oh! Something weird is going on. Shit! Did you see that? Did you say that? I can't remember who it was, but it involved, for the second time this season, it involves Sivaspor. No, what, what's happened this time with them? It was in the clip of the game which was abandoned between them and, I think it's Anyalaspor. No, I actually haven't. I would advise the clip for people to look at. 
So they tried playing in torrential rain, where the mm. pitch was just, it's not your typical Sunday league pitch that's just soaked. But every time they try playing, the ball just stops dead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Absolute comedy. We'll share it on our Twitter. Go and check that out. Mm. Um, and I do actually have one for did you see that as well um, over the weekend Marseille fans got really angry with uh, oh. how stuff are being run at the club at the minute and stormed are the team's sure that's training what, it was? Ground. Why, what were you thinking it was I think they were just pissed that they sold Morgan Sanson to us <laughs> they stormed the team's training ground and let off a a lot of flares and did some writing to protest the anger at mm. the club. Which... Flares isn't very stylish for French people. No. But uh, yes, it's definitely another video worth checking out. Uh, again, if we can find it, we will source it out on our Twitter. Right, uh, on to the track. I'd, I'd say the clip for that one's out there enough. Look, it was pretty big at the time yes um on to the transfer roundup now so t- today as a recording we are on the last day of the transfer window uh nine hours or so to go um some news about liverpool they're trying to they're close to signing ben davis from preston not that one <laughs> not the top number one uh, so the initial fees reportedly five hundred thousand pounds, with it rising up to one point one million in incentives, which would make the whole deal one point six million. And uh, Preston will have a twenty percent sell-on clause should Liverpool decide to sell him. They also are in a race to sign Ozan Kabak from Schalke on loan, with a view to sign him permanently. However, Schalke are trying to sign Squadron Mustafi on a six-month uh, deal from Arsenal. Uh, because the German transfer window closes at 6 o'clock German time or 5pm UK time. So that's what's holding up that deal at the minute, though they are looking at other alternatives. Ainsley Maitland, go on. Well done, the boy. It took you 30 days to realize. Actually, we do need centre-backs. <laughs> he took playing Jordan Henderson at centre-back to realise they actually do need a centre-back now. This morning there was some talk from David Ornstein at the Athletic that Southampton and Bournemouth were in talks about doing a deal which would see Josh King join Southampton on a permanent deal on Shane Longo, the opposite direction on loan with the option to buy, but that deal seems to be uh, dead in the water as of now uh, because the two sides can't agree on the sort of deal. Uh, Arsenal's Ainsley Maitland-Niles was in a 3-14 brace then initially, the reports were coming out this morning that West Brom had pulled out of the race. And then a little later on, Southampton pulled out of the race due to their frustration over the deal. But Arsenal wouldn't don't want to sell him to a so-called top half team rival, aka ruling out Leicester and Southampton. And now West Brom are back in the race and are set to sign uh, Maitland-Niles on loan for the rest of the season. So, so also something with Joe Willock to Newcastle? Yes, Joe Willock is set to join Newcastle on loan for the remainder of the season, uh, as well as they are trying to sign Hamza Chowdhury from Leicester City. 
Uh, Manchester United are allowing youngster Ted and Mengi to join uh, Wayne Rooney's Derby County on loan for the remainder of the season. Tottenham Hotspur have recalled midfield Troy Parrott from his loan at Millwall and have sent him straight away to Ipswich Town again for the remainder of the season. And the only thing coming in at Villa is Tumbleweeds. Yes. And, and COVID. Well, so no more COVID cases. Um, and as of now, I believe that is everything. And the only other bit of transfer news which has been rumbling on for a lot of the window was uh, potentially Delhi Ali going to PSG. But that deal is 100% off now as Tottenham haven't been able to find a replacement for Ali at all so that is all your transfer roundup as of uh half two on deadline day obviously any later deals that happen we won't obviously be able to report on until our preview show on thursday afternoon so make sure you're following your club's social media pages to see any deals that you have missed out on because we're not recording this at a late enough time uh right any more for any more no, not really. Okay, um, we'll be back on Thursday to have a quick look back at the midweek games that have happened at the time of recording in the Premier League and preview this weekend's fixtures, which is another Premier League weekend, isn't it? I believe so. Good, I wasn't hoping we had another random FA Cup weekend pull out of the crowd nowhere, but I think that's later on in the month. And that's the I don't know how that could happen. <laughs> but until our Thursday show make sure you enjoy the rest of your week and uh, like, comment and subscribe wherever you are listening to and we will see you later on in the week and until then it's goodbye from me and goodbye from my co-presenter Brad see ya and we'll see you soon <laughs>